Welcome to the Conscious Leadership Podcast. In this podcast, we discuss the how-to of creating conscious leadership for business, life and the world. With ordinary people doing extraordinary things and being truly in control of their own health, wealth and happiness. Knowledge plus action with a plan creates magical results. Introducing your host, Julie Hogbin, author, international speaker, mentor, disruptor, and creator of Conscious Leadership, and property investor living in the UK. Okay, so I'd like to welcome to this episode of the Conscious Leadership Podcast, Karen Mickness. Now, I've known Karen for probably about four years-ish. We were trying to work it out just before we started the recording. And both of us are in property. Karen um, does serviced accommodation. And as some of you already know, I do HMOs. Karen's based in Brighton. Um, and I believe your serviced accommodation units are around Gatwick, aren't they? Are they? That's correct, yes. Yeah, okay. So, and I'm based in North Kent, so the Bexley sort of area. But I'm not going to talk to Karen, or Karen's not going to talk to us today about property. We're going to talk about Feng Shui. And Karen is a master of the craft and has been learning it for a while. So we'll, and has been practicing it for a while. So that's what we're going to talk about. And part of that came about, I understand, is that you, through the property world, actually recognized how important the environment that we offer to our tenants, our clients, you know, hotel, serviced accommodation and offices and home is really important to the energy and balance that we live in and experience and how Feng Shui can help us with that. Is that sort of what I'm thinking? Absolutely. Absolutely. And funnily enough, Julie, it was during a recent um, workshop session that um, I I realized that my love of space and how it worked stems right back to when I was in a teen as a teenager, when wow. I um, used to constantly rearrange my room. And I don't know if you've ever felt that way. You've gone into your room and you will think, oh, I'm fed up a bit like this. I want to move it this way. And that's actually subconsciously all about how we see the energy in our room. And so I was always moving my room around and, and moving the wardrobe and moving the beds and, you know, did, did, which way it fit, felt and fitted better. And so it, it actually stems, stems back from, from teenage years. And I never really noticed that connection before until quite recently. But then when I started um, looking for my own place to live and I would always like, so I always, always wanted somewhere I, I need, needed work so I could do it up myself. I didn't, didn't want to walk into a place where the, there was already somebody else's energy and in there I wanted to be able to create my own space and so all the properties I've ever owned and bought or even rented I've made them I've made my own space within them and so um, coming into property five years ago was it was it, it, it's looking back now it was almost a natural step but at yes. the time I didn't it didn't feel like a natural step because I left a corporate 
environment um, to enter into, you know, property investing and development and, and learning. And so it's like, it's like that quote from Steve Jobs, we look back and we can see the dots joining but we can't see them at the time. But now when I look back, I can see how slowly the dots are starting to join up in the different paths I've taken. So yes, it is all about your space, your energy in that space, the balance you feel within that space and the flow within that space. It's very interesting. So something I write every morning, I do, um, I answer eight questions and the very last question that I answer is, why am I here? And over the last two years, I've been doing these questions. My last formulated sentence, why am I here, is to um, connect the dots and create the links for me and others to build and maintain true wealth. And true wealth as a definition for me is wealth, health and happiness, because that's what true wealth is. If, you're not, if you don't have your health, you don't have your health, happiness money doesn't doesn't actually mean much in reality i mean of course it does but it doesn't really mean much so it's very interesting that you said about connecting the dots yes yeah. so what 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 did you do in corporate because i left corporate to go into um the new world <laughs> as i call it <laughs> our little bubble um i i worked i worked in the bank for a long time i started oh. training as an accountant I never finished the, 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 the training. So I worked in finance, but I have, I've had a real mishmash of jobs over the course of my life. Um, I, I, I was always very creative. And I remember leaving school wanting to become a beauty artist, not a beautician, but an artist and doing the, the makeup on movies and sets like that. But um, I couldn't do it back then for reasons I won't go into now. But <laughs> I ended up moving to the UK and um, and then getting a job within uh, Abbey National at the time, actually. Yeah. And moving from Abbey National into NatWest, into the back office of NatWest, and I worked in the city. And while I was working in the city, I started training as an accountant. Um, and I had a bit of an aha moment when I was 26 years old that I didn't really want to do that for the rest of my life. And I went to fashion college. And I studied oh, okay. fashion design and I became, I, I trained as a fashion textile designer, which I loved. And I, and I, and I, it, within the fashion world, I started looking at interiors and interior design um, in terms of fashion and design and uh, it, it kind of embodied the whole thing. And so way back then, I was looking at interior design and I started this correspondence. I don't know um, if you remember the correspondence courses, Julie, yes. you got your package in the post. There was none yes. of this online stuff. <laughs> and you, got your pack, you had to do the assignments and send them back. So that was what I was doing back in the day. And so I, it, it, design and, and it always kind of played a part for me. And I, then I trained as a as a teacher in fashion textiles. So I'm a qualified teacher in fashion textiles, but I did spend five years doing um, supply teaching. But then, you know, family came and things changed and um, life happened. And yeah. I found myself back into in the corporate world 11, uh, 12 years ago, or 11 years ago, um, after a huge upheaval in my personal life. And, um, so I spent probably 
five years in that again before I realized I can't, I can't do this anymore. It just wasn't me. And we're part of the Wealth Dynamics and I'm actually a supporter of the Wealth Dynamics. And the supporter says, uh, the supporter profile says, you should never work in finance. <laughs> So, so it kind of, it kind of reassured me that I had been in the wrong place. It's polar uh, opposites. Yeah, totally, totally. Um, and wow. so I found myself um, <laughs> looking at property. I always wanted to work in property and I used to be a huge fan of Sarah Beanie. Um, yeah. And um, in fact, I have a book on my shelf behind me <laughs> and the property ladder. And um, I always thought that I could never be in property because he needed loads of money. Yeah. And then five years ago, I discovered that that wasn't the case. So I left the corporate world behind. So I worked for, I was working at the time for Sussex University, but I'd worked for University, University of the Arts up in London and um, London College of Fashion and then came to a job down here in Brighton University and moved to Sussex University. So I kind of left this, this, the banking city side of it and went into the university side of it before leaving completely five years ago and immersing myself in all things property. And through that journey, I discovered feng shui, which has been amazing. It's very interesting. Our backgrounds are similar. I started off in accountancy. Oh, wow. <laughs> that, was my, that was my first career. I could calculate numbers quicker than a calculator at the time. Wow. You give me a whole street. I can't, I can't do it now. I've lost. I've lost. Yeah, if you don't use it, you lose it. Um, I could calculate a string of numbers quicker than a calculator could. It was a bit of a party piece. Um, so my first career was accountancy. And I was loving, I actually was writing it down here. Um, I think what you and I have both had is a portfolio career is what they call it now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that sounds so much better than a mishmash. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> We've both had a portfolio career, Karen. <laughs> Um, and you were saying about, you know, creativity. I, I don't know what level of um, accounts you were in. I was a management accountant. That's what I ultimately ended up um, becoming and doing. And of course, you can be very creative with numbers. <laughs> yes, yes. And f funnily enough, I was on, I was heading down the route of my SEMA for SEMA. Right. So the same. Um, but then I chose fashion college. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I think it's. I think it's very interesting how you, I say how you, but how we as individuals, we, I think we do find a love and then something, whatever that something is, sort of kicks us off down another route and we end up doing something that will earn us an income, you know, and will keep us in employed and, you know, gainfully off the streets as such. But if it's not our true love, somewhere, something happens that brings us back in line. You know, yes. we can go off, we can veer off. But if we're open enough to truly go, I'm not enjoying this. Yeah. I don't want to do this anymore. There must be something more. I mean, I ended up in property 2011. I sort of left the corporate world, if you like. I was a partner in a learning and development firm. and We worked exclusively with the, the non-profit sector. So a lot of charities. Um, local authorities at uh, universities that type of um sector and i just had basically had enough of banging my head up against a brick wall 
um, and then went off and wondered what I could do and got involved in property and forex trading and internet marketing and oh, there's so many different things. And I ended up in property because basically, A, it's bricks and mortar, you can feel it. I had always done my own house up. I'd always bought wrecks, do a rapper as, as they call them. Yes. I'd always done that my whole life, but I'd only ever done it for me because I didn't know business, a property could be a business. Yes. The same as you. You, you find out you don't actually need too much money. You've got to have some, but not you don't have to have huge amounts. It's no. not it's very different from investing to being a residential buyer. You yes. know, some of it is exactly the same, and, and some of it can be vastly different. Um, so, yeah, again, I mean, we've taken different strategies with what we do with, our, with property and our business, but actually we're providing homes for people in a nice environment yeah um we're looking after the properties we're earning an income from it and we're keeping ourselves gamefully employed in one way but actually creating nice homes for people um Absolutely. and that is the link coming back into feng shui yes so how how does what what just in its purest format i mean i i know a bit about feng shui a little bit not much a little bit what is it what can it do how does it work Right, feng shui is um, wind and water, and it's all about the flow of energy in your house. So the primary main rule in feng shui is clutter-free, because everything everything that's in the space can either create and help with the flow or block the flow of energy. And if we have a blockage of energy in the house, it it creates an imbalance. And that can that can manifest itself in health issues, wealth issues, relationship issues, and a number of different areas within your life. And what we don't realize is actually the place we spend the most time in, which is potentially our homes, yeah. have um, can either work with us or work against us. And I heard a, a lovely quote this morning um, from a friend of mine gave me this quote, and it's says if we do not create and control our environment our environment creates and controls us and it's so true in terms of feng shui and you know there are different schools of feng shui there's uh, there's a western school uh, which is more the um the modern take on an, on the ancient Chinese art um but they uh, they have um, a lot of they use color more. They use um, items more. They have, like, um, for want of a better word, trinkets, more trinkets, um, to, and place them in certain places. Or there's the, oh. uh, the classic feng shui, which is what I trained in and which is what I use. It's um, the ancient form of metaphysics. And that is really related to the compass. It's a compass school. So it's all about okay. the direction the direction your house faces. So when we talk about the energy within a house, when a house is built, you find the land, you build your house on the land, you start the foundations, you break the ground, that's already breaking the energy that's in the earth. So that energy is is now releasing into the area where your house is being built. So the breaking of the ground is where the where the energy starts for your house. 
And where it finishes and it's sealed is when the roof goes on the house. Wow. Okay. So okay. When, when, we, when we look at feng shui and working out the energy within your house, every house will be in, individual. It's all about the, the year the house was built and the direction it faces. And the how, direction. How, how do you work out the direction? Is that the front door? It's, it can, it's generally the front door, but it can be a different direction to the front door. So if, for example, houses with their front door to the side and it might be down a bit of an alleyway with small windows, they might have the main front window facing out, but the front door is around the side. Yeah. The facing direction would be the direction where the most light comes in. Ah, so okay. It wouldn't be the front door, it would be the front facing of the house. So we take a reading using a compass um, that tells us the exact direction, like down to the degrees of the house. So we can then work out within the house where the energy is um, in terms of different areas of your life. It's really, really fascinating. And I'm sorry, I should have, I should have actually prepared something, um, prepared it earlier, but as I'm on my desk, I may have... Um, I have so, so if... If somebody like yourself was involved with builders, yes, could you affect the success? Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. And many feng shui masters around the world, they do work very closely with developers in terms of <clears throat> you can find the right plot of land, you can find um, the right area where it should be because we run, feng shui runs in cycles and um, periods. And we've, we're just crossing over from one period into another period now. And now, so the, the next period will run for another 10 years. And within that 10 years, there, you, can, you can use certain calculations through metaphysics. And this is, this is thousands of years old, Julie. This isn't just a, you know, um, a little bit of a, oh, I, a little bit of woo-woo that we can do now. This no, is proven yeah. thousands of years old. You can locate the right spot to build a house or buy a house um, that will give you abundance and prosperity and luck for 10 years, potentially beyond if you buy the right place. Um, and there are calculations within feng shui that are absolutely phenomenal in terms of uh, what wealth and abundance it can bring you if you're able to align all the different um, um, factors together to create a, 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 to create a building that will potentially, you know, bring you endless prosperity and wealth and health. That's absolutely fascinating. I remember many years ago went to um, yeah, China, my first visit to China, and there was a building, oh, I can't remember the guy's name, it had been designed and built by a very famous um, architect, and he had been told that he had to build it, so rather than square, he needed to build it slightly off, mm. and, he, and he hadn't, 
and that was a thing uh, that was a, a feng shui thing and he didn't he built it square and the history of the organizations that had actually operated within that building over the years um they had not been successful and this fabulous building and I'm trying to think what city it was in. I can't remember. This fabulous building was sitting there empty. No business within that city, within China, would actually occupy that building because it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't centred the right way. Right yes. Centre rather than off centre. And it wouldn't have cost any more, at the time, it wouldn't have cost any more to build it slightly off. And the guy said no because he, he clearly didn't either understand or believe in the concept of exactly what you've just been talking about this building sits there empty there are there are um there are situate places in london actually that um that have been built and have uh, have not done very well yep. in terms of office space uh, because of where they're aligned and how they're aligned. And we studied this in my, on my, when I was training and we, we looked at different buildings in, in London and the effect they've had on the economy since they were built and the effect they've had in the city. And one in particular was the, um, the, the new city hall building. Is it the city hall, the one that looks like a stack of coins? Like, oh, don't know. No, um, oh my God, I can't remember the name of the building now. It's by it's by London Bridge. It's where the it's where the the London City Council is. I think it's a big glass building, and it looks if you look at it, it's like stepped. Right. Okay. Um, but um, when that was built, it was around the it was built for some a particular purpose, and they, it never worked for that purpose. And it was built around the two. It was finished around two thousand and eight, two thousand and seven, I believe, um, at the time of the financial crash, yeah. and um, and it was to do with a financial institution of some kind. Um, and so the, it's the way the building was structured that it was, it just never worked at, at the purpose for the purpose it was meant. Um, and, and it happened around the time of the, 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 the financial crash as well. So there, there are loads of examples all over the world yeah. where, where it, this has affected buildings. And, you know, I know, I know that not, not everybody is going to buy into it and that's, that's okay. It's fine. Yeah. But it, there is a lot of, there's a lot of science around it. There's a lot of, um, a huge amount of historic proof around it and how it works and how it can hugely affect your business as well as your home environment. So yes, definitely in terms of property, this is what was fascinating to me was how you can, you can find the right plot and then work out from there the best direction. So in, in terms of what your end goal is, so if you want to build to sell, you can create a house in terms of the direction, etc., in order to get the maximum price using feng shui. If you want to build to rent, you can build it and construct it in a way that you will never have a problem with tenants and you will never have a problem with the rent coming in and you will never have a problem with filling it. This is really interesting. So, so okay. So not all of us are fortunate enough to be able to 
find the plot, build the house the way we want it, um, or even buy a house the way we want it. So you've got yeah. north facing, south facing, all those things that we sort of hear about. Yes. Um, so if we if we are buying a house, we've got a row of streets, uh, sorry, a row of houses in a street, they're all back to back or ha- wherever we are, we don't have the option to build it. We don't have the, we don't have, I'm not going to say that much choice about, no, that's wrong. I'm not going to say that. We all have a choice about where we buy what we buy. Of course mm-hmm. we do. Because yeah. if we don't like it, we don't buy it. It doesn't yeah. feel right. We don't buy it. Some of us. But if you're in a house, so I'm currently living in a house and I'm looking at, and I know there's been issues in this house um, and we've had the energy cleared twice because it attracts things, probably as you were saying, where the ground was broken. Um, and this is an ex, it's an old, um, an ex vicarage. Okay. Now I, have no, I have no idea what that may mean, but it was built as a new vicarage it's now not a vicarage, and vicars lived in it for a long time. It's a relative new build, built in the 60s. Um, the energy in this house has been quite odd at times. We've had it cleared twice. Um, I've recently moved my office in the same house, and I'm looking at it. It's a mess because I half moved it, then wrote a book. Yeah, as you do. Um, and I'm looking around me thinking, there's a lot of clutter in this room that I've still got to resolve and sort. So I'm going to do that after this call. Um what can we do you know so we're in a house what can we do to make that the best space energy wise for you know for flow for energy for prosperity for good relationships what can we do with what we've currently got we uh, the majority of people have to work with what they've currently yeah. got so yeah. yes there's always a way around um you know ideally it'd be great to be able to build your own place and 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 have everything aligned so that you never have any issues in your life that would oh, be fabulous that's a rarity and yeah. um, and funnily enough, I was in Kuala Lumpur in September and um, the, at, a, at a conference and the teacher there was talking about this particular format of building a house um, where everything aligns. And we, we were just all kind of going, oh my God, wouldn't that be just amazing? <laughs> um, and I was, I was sitting next to somebody who uh, is from the UK and he was saying, I know someone who can do that. I know someone who can build that. We just have to find the plot, the, like the space. Yeah. So obviously, you know, this is this is rare. You know, it's not it's not um, it's not uh, normal to be able to to be able to just go off and build this amazing house where everything aligns. <laughs> and so, what do we do with what we've got? So, initially, originally, or initially, what we need to do is find out best way is to find out what direction the house is facing. So then we can understand the different sectors within the house because different sectors within the house relate to different aspects of your life. Um, So you can go high level and very high level as in just find out where your north, south, east, west, southwest, northeast, that kind of that those that your eight directions are and you can just do little things in those sections or you can go much deeper level and actually work out this 
precise areas in the house to activate for you to have more wealth coming in, for you to um, do well in your study, for you to cure or, or feel better in wellness wise, for you to have better relationships, for you to have um, more ability to access your long term goals. So there, there are there are areas within everyone's house that um, that will tell you a lot about what's going on with them in their lives. That's a much deeper level. But for a high level, you can start with you find the facing direction of your house. Normally, it'd be your front door, but like I explained earlier, it will, probably won't be if your door is to the side, unless you live in a huge house. But if you're in a so your house is down a, a side bit yeah. with your house next door, it'll be the front of your house. You take a compass reading and then that gives you, you know then where your house is facing and then you can work out all the other directions within the house. And then alongside that, we can work out um, your own personal um, information from... Um, your your own what we call a Batsy chart, or it's also known as the four pillars, uh, four four pillars of destiny chart, and from that we can determine what your success direction is. So the best as the individual, as the individual. So okay. so from your success direction, then you can also work out the best direction to place your bed in your house the best room for you to be in your house is when you're sleeping the best place for you to sit when you're working and face towards um, and so lots of different areas that will will help within the house if there are issues in the house so and help clearing any problems a lot of the, a lot of sleep problems can be cleared from moving your bed to a different place and, and moving in, facing a different direction. Um, and same with um, work issues. So if you find yourself not focused or getting distracted easily or not being able to sit down and you're not productive, finding your success direction helps you uh, get rid of that. So you know when you're working, this is the way you should be facing when you're working and sit that direction. And is that about knowing which way personally you should be facing, regardless of where the yes. house is facing? Yes. Yeah. Ah, I, I, was, um, I was actually trying to find a compass on my phone. <laughs> you can download the apps on your phone. Yeah, um, I think I'm going to afterwards. <laughs> and they're easy to, um, they're easy to find. And um, I'll just give you an example of one. On my phone. So, um, regard, so regardless of how your house sits, you can design the inner. So I'm going to go for personal and house separately. Yes. So regardless of how your house sits, yes, you can design the things within the house to give you the best energy, the best flow. And as an individual... Oh, this is so your individual chart. What yes. did you call it? Was a bat a, a Batsy chart? It's a Batsy chart. B A Z I. Okay. So Batsy. So you've got your own chart, yes. and then you've got a house chart or a house plan. Yes, plan. Yes. And regardless of whether they 
fit, you can change either or, or plan either or. Is that what I'm hearing? You can, um, you can get them to work together more than change them. So right. once we know the direction of your house, we can then work out the sectors of your house. So where the, the each sector of your house sits. And then within that, so I'm talking about a deeper level, you, within that, we can then work out where you sit within your house. Yeah. So okay. the, the, and the different directions, um, the different direction sectors, compass sectors within your house. So for example, my success direction is east. So I'm sitting at my desk at the moment and I'm facing east. So, cause that's my success direction. When I sit at my dining room table, I face east. When I go and um, when I want to go to a meeting and I want the outcome to be favorable to me, I face east. If I'm taking an exam, I sit with facing east because that is my success direction. But within your house, you have also got the different sectors that will help in different areas of your life. And these can these change every year because we use. Um, I'm, 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 if I'm getting too technical here, just please stop me. <laughs> but it's, it's terms that we use within feng shui. So um, it, we we use a flying star method. So flying stars. Uh, each each house, when we work out the date it was constructed and the direction it faces. There is this flying star pattern that is that that is fixed with that house according to the date it was constructed. That's a fixed star formation, number formation within the house, and then every um, year that changes. So, for example, last year my flying star formation in my house was west for for wealth for activating wealth. Right. West. This year it has moved to northwest. Oh, climbing. So, but it's it's okay because we can we just adjust every year. And so it happens at the in at the beginning of February every year the 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 the, the, the stars adjust um according to the different years and they'll do a full cycle to 10 and then they'll go back. So every 10 years the wealth star will come back to the west. And it'll move okay. around different areas of the house. So we just we just need to know where it is in any particular given year, so we can activate it. And I'm just talking about one star. We have there are health stars as well, and um, there are sickness stars. So we don't want to activate the sickness star. No, there are um, stars that 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 create a lot of um, issues and damages. And and this could be an example actually of. Of a, of, of a house where things start going wrong and things start, um, relationships start breaking down. Potentially a star has moved into a particular area of the house and it's been activated unknowingly, um, like a, a, a not so great star, um, an inauspicious star. And, and so we activate that area in, uh, un, unknowingly and How therefore things start going wrong. How do you activate? I mean, how would you activate unknowingly? You could be, you could, uh, any, anything that will um, upset the, the energy within that space. So even as little as putting up a picture, putting a nail in a wall, 
um, ah. or doing any renovations in that area, painting that wall, um, doing anything like that in that area on a, on a particular time or given year. Um, and, and we could even go deeper down to months and days not to do particular things. So, but that's a bit, very, that's very technical. But, you know, we can look at a month within a year and say, okay, we can't, we mustn't do this, any work on these particular days in this month because it'll activate this star. It's quite, it's quite in depth. It's metaphysics. So there's, there's a lot of layers to it. Yeah. But the general gist of it is that it's about balancing the energy in your home so you have a harmonious and balanced life with 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 your environment with the and the people in it so yeah, what we found please. now what we have found now over the last few months is so many people having to work from home and yes. and being stuck at home and 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 they never signed up for that no. they they never bought into their house as a, as a workspace no not they, at all they bought their house and bought into their house and bought into their job, uh, you know, as, as the job is there and the home is here. And now we're finding a lot of people having to merge the two and really struggling because they don't know where to work. They don't know how to, um, how to find the right space to work in. And this is where feng shui comes in and can help because by doing um, a reading of the house, you can find out the best place for work, the best place for study and the facing direction and where to, to sit. So then from that, from work with the space they've got and, and use it to help them find a more productive, um, productive area for them. So they have higher pro productivity and higher focus. So, and it ultimately higher performance. Do you have to, do you have to visit the house to be able to do that? Not necessarily, no. It's, it's better, it's better, it, it, it's better when it is visited, but I don't yeah. have to, I don't have to. What I, what I, what I do have to do, uh, what I do need is a floor plan of the house. So, and not just, Oh, here's a floor plan. There you go. You know, I've drawn mine, the floor plan and any consultation I've ever done, I've actually drawn, measured out the exact measurements and drawn it to scale. Again, that comes from my interior design. Yeah, of course. And I have, I have the, um, the, 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 you know, the right rulers and, and, the, and, the, and I even have the, the little portable table that, you know, the, drawing table that you can use. So I will do the full measurement of the house and do it accurately because it's really important to find the exact center of the house when you're working with this. So you know exactly where the center is because that's important. The center of the house is actually the part of the house that's most important for health. So I would urge anybody who's listening to this or watching this to Firstly, find out exactly where the center of your house is. So to do that, you get a floor plan and you um, square it off and draw an X from corner to corner and the center is the center of your house. Now, 
It might be a wall. It might be a toilet. It might be <laughs> mine's in the kitchen. Um, and I have a dresser right in the center of my house. Um, it could be anywhere. It could, it could be a, a coat rack. It could be anything. It's really important that you take care of that area of the house, that it makes sure you make sure it's clear from any clutter or any, um, anything that could block the energy within the house. That's your health. That relates to your health and well-being. And so right now we want to make sure that that is clear. So, okay, I have a feeling the centre of my house is under the stairs. <laughs> That's okay, just as long as it's clear. And no, it isn't, though. It's really, it's really full of stuff. <laughs> have you still got the floor plans from when you bought the house? Or can you get them? Uh, uh, yes, I can get them. I'm, uh, yes. Because then you just, just, just draw, uh, photocopy them, draw them out, and um, if there are any bits sticking out, um, the, the, the little bits like a Porsche, Porsche, Porsche. <laughs> There's a Porsche sticking out of my house. <laughs> Freudian slip there. Um, if, there's, if it's just a small porch, then don't worry. But if it's a substantial piece, you know, like a, a bit sticking out, then just square off that and then draw the X from corner to corner and find your center. So if you've got a garage attached to the house, does that form part of the house? Not unless, is it used for anything other than parking your car or do you yeah, use it? storage. Okay, no, no, no. But you don't use it for living in. No, no. Then no, don't, don't. Um, I don't, okay. don't. You don't include that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that. Yeah, I'm gonna, gonna work out where the centre is and clear it. What else can we do? Um, primarily clutter-free. Secondly, anything that you don't use, get rid of. I've, I've used, um, I've used COVID-19 to, 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 to do a lot of that um, and, and start clearing out stuff that I don't use anymore. Uh, stick it on eBay, get rid of it. Don't, don't keep it cluttered because you're, you, you, you work with consciousness and, yeah. and, and, yeah. and that's energy. Yeah. So if we think of it, we wake up every morning and the first thing, unconscious to ourselves, when we wake up every morning, the first energy that comes out of us goes to all the things we own in our lives. Everything. And, and unconsciously, our energy is going out wherever it's, it is. I have a storage unit. So my, how, some of my energy is going to that in the morning so, and, and everything else that is in my house. And then that's where it, 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 we, we start using our energy immediately and it's being sucked by all the things that we own. We don't need lots of stuff. No, we I agree. It. We I find agree. Our, we are attached to things for lots of different reasons. And lots of them we can let go of yeah. even things yeah. that um even things that we say oh i really want to keep that because it reminds me of certain person it reminds me of a certain place it reminds me of a certain time but that's just you are giving that object control over what over your um your energy 
because you are attaching some form of energy to this item. And, you know, I've been guilty of it in the past where I keep things, even if they, if they remind me of a, a person that hasn't treated me very well or a, a time that was pretty shitty. And I've held onto them because they look nice. Oh, they're aesthetic pleasing, okay. and I like it. And and you know, I, for as an example, I held on to when I split up with my ex the last um, time. Uh, he he had some lovely, really lovely pictures, beautiful pictures, and um, they were watercolors from the fifties of interiors. They were beautiful, and they were lovely, beautifully framed, and. Um, he it was he really wanted them and at the time i really wanted to keep them because i knew he really wanted them but they were lovely they were beautiful and i and and so we negotiated and i got to keep them and i had them hanging up and I, and, and to look at they were lovely and yeah. but every time i looked at them i i, rem, I it was it was him i i was reminded of not of the beauty yeah. that i saw it reminded me of him and i held on to them for probably a good five six years and I, and i just started be i just had this i just thought i have to let them go i really have to let them go and i got and i sold them and and so i don't okay i don't have to look at them anymore and they're the, as 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 a piece of beauty but i'm also not reminded of every time i see them of that bad experience that I had. But we, we, we find we have in our lives lots of things that potentially we've kept because we like them or they look nice. But when we see them, they remind us of a place that we wouldn't want to be there anymore. We wouldn't, we, we, we are, are a person we, we no longer could touch with because they, they're not part of our lives anymore. They've, they've wronged us in some way. That's interesting. Yeah, and it's, it's very interesting. So, so when we talk about feng shui, we don't want anything like that and any item that has that kind of energy in our home. It's interesting because um, we do get attached to stuff um, and I've been having lots of thoughts and it did start before COVID-19. I've been clearing um I've been clearing my house. I've been clearing all sorts. Um, and I know you know that my mum died. It's just coming yes. up to two years. Yes. So I had been clearing a lot of mum's stuff because we lived together. So all of mum's personal belongings got left with me and it was really difficult to remove them yes. because they were mum's, you know, and there's yes. good associations to mum's. So I'm not, it's not from a negative perspective, but there was just so much stuff. Yeah, because you know, mum was ninety-two. We'd all, all of the family bought her a present every Christmas, every birthday, every Mother's Day, and she kept saying, "And you, you got them all back." <laughs> yeah, mum kept saying, "I don't want any more. Don't buy me a present. I don't need it." And of course, you do. So I've ended up with it all, <laughs> you know. And I've, and I've, I've said to my nieces and my nephew and my, you know, my brother and his family, "Take what you want. Take it." And of course, they only take what they want. It's not much of what's left. And some of the stuff mum had was absolutely beautiful and stunning. You know, I've still got pictures and ornaments here from my nan, like my, my dad's mum, because mum kept them. And, because, and now I'm thinking, oh, I need to do some things with this stuff. So 
I've got the same as you. I've sold some. I've taken a lot to the you know local charity shop that that we all support. Oh, you know, mum used to support. I support. It's a a, a hospice charity, local one. Um, so I've taken a lot of stuff, and I'm actually now thinking I've still got I've still got so much to do, and I'm wondering what is stopping me doing it. And but now you've just said my energy goes to that in yes. the morning. So part of me is now is Julie, just just finish the job you started, and yeah, you know, various things have got in the way about why I haven't finished it, but it's all really just an excuse. Yeah. So um, you now just saying my energy is going because I've got a storage unit as well, and I've got a house full of stuff, <laughs> and I've got stuff from my old house that's mine, and it's under the stairs, and I'm thinking. Oh, just, just, yeah. And I haven't, I haven't looked in these boxes three, maybe four years. Some of them. We don't need it. We don't need it. I was the same. And I found myself when I last moved house, I was surrounded by boxes that came from the attic. And I (laughs) I was looking at these boxes, and they'd come from that attic from another house's attic. that I've had and I had no idea what was in the boxes and I sat there and I suddenly had this realization I'm thinking why why do I carry this box of stuff from house to house it just goes from one attic to another attic to another attic and I made a decision actually two years ago that I I wouldn't do that anymore I would I stopped I I had this habit of buying things when I was on holiday yeah present for the house And so I stopped that because I was just bringing more stuff into the house and I've stopped yeah. doing that now. And now I'm getting rid of the things that I've been bringing into the house. And, and, and it is, I found a lot of stuff. I, I, my, from when I was a textile designer, I had all my equipment, all my um, machines, everything, yeah. it was all in the storage unit and all the fabrics, the yarns, the threads, and I started selling that off and it's it's just it's a you know I was so attached to it thinking but that was my that was who I was that was but the 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 key was that it was who I was yes not who you are not who I am anymore Yeah. yeah although I loved it at the time that's a part of my life that is never going to come back so there's no point in me keeping that and if it ever does come back it'll come back in a different way than it, I had it you know in, in a yeah. different form and so we 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 have a lot in our houses that we don't need and we're attached to and we don't need that energy and feng shui no. all about energy is really it's really important that we only have in our house what we need and what we feel is necessary for us to to be comfortable in that space. We don't want to, we don't want to clear everything out and have a completely sparse place, but just understand what gives you peace, gives you joy, and everything else, just get rid of it. Everything, just get rid of it. I think I've got a bit of a job to do. <laughs> It'll be such a huge release. So that's one thing. And yeah. house. The second yeah. thing is find out your, your, your face and direction for your house and then always keep your front door clear. Don't have any clutter around your front door. 
it's just it's it's the it's from the energy coming through your house it's just um it 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 traps any energy inside your house and that energy might not be good you know it might not always be good coming through in through your front door so always keep your front door clear um the the sectors of your house if we're going high level here, so I'm not going diving deep into activating areas that are, you know, specific for specific things. So if we go high level here, your um, southeast corner of your house is for your wealth. Keep it clear. Okay, I'm going to find out what, where the southeast corner is. Yeah, so you this is this is why it's important to know your face and direction. So you need to so you can determine the sectors of your house. So the southeast yeah. section, keep it clear. You can yeah. put things like a money jar if you have it in there. You can put that in that corner, or some coins if you want to, just as a as a as a symbol of money. I have a I have a money plant in my corner, so it's a nice. It looks nice and it's plant and looks good. Yeah, and it's metal. Yeah, and that's a money tree. Yeah, and it's metal. And actually, I have a I have a picture of a money tree. Um, it's a photograph, but it's it's a, a branch with um, leaves made out of dollar bills. Okay. And I have a picture of that, but that's not in my southwest corner. It wasn't wouldn't fit in there. Um, but yes, you can you can put lots of I can put that kind of thing in there. So that's in the southeast. So the southwest is for your relationships. Keep it clear. Especially if you're at home at the moment. So, it's, so is it keeping it clear to have a good relationship? It's anything to do with the energy. You've got to keep it clear. So if you're, if you're in, if you're, if you're sharing your house with anyone, it could be family, it could be partner, it could be children. It's just me and my daughter here, you know, during, during COVID. So when you, when you want harmony in your relationship, in your house, keep the Southwest corner clear. Okay. If you are, if you if you have if you have a partner, then put a nice photograph of the two of you in that corner. If you're looking for a partner, put pairs of things in that corner. So, a pair of vases, a picture with a pair of birds on it, or a couple, a picture of a couple, or um. Don't put anything on its own in that corner. Always have it in sets of two. So if you wanted to stay on your own, you'd put a single thing in there. You just wouldn't put anything in there. <laughs> okay. Just put a photograph of yourself. <laughs> I hear you. Just asking. <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you. And you know, um, so uh, if you if you if you want um, a good relationship with your kids, you just put a nice family photo in that corner. You know, that's all about relationships. Yeah. And so, you know, that's also for now, you know, when we're all at home together, people aren't going out and they're not working and they're, or they're working from home and they're all in the house together and they're not normally used to that. It's good to have this yeah. area clear. Um, yeah. Okay. And, 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 and clutter free. Yeah. But yeah, there are, there's, there's deeper levels to that. So if you're having a real problem, then I would, that, that might not touch the surface but <laughs> this is just in general 
Well, there's some strange things happening through all this lockdown across the world. I'm absolutely guaranteed. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then I'll touch on the northeast yeah. corner. The northeast sector of your house is for learning and for knowledge. So if you're doing any extra training over the next over these few months or you want to learn a new skill, sit in the northeast corner when you're when you're doing your training or your learning. And um, so use that for that. And um, that's where you sit for that. And then we touched on earlier the center of your house for your well, uh, your health. Yeah. As much as that relates to the whole house, could that relate to a room in the house as well? Just as a thought. And um, it's generally it's generally you, you go by the ground floor of your house, but you right, can okay. do a micro one, but not. You can do yes, and so in within your office space, yeah, you can put certain things in certain areas. But it's more; it gives more strength. It's, it has more strength and more meaning on the ground floor because the energy comes in through the front door and it's it, it and it rises up through the house. So um, yeah, okay. So the ground floor is more important, but yes, you can put it in 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 your in your workspace. Um, and you know you can also balance your environment through color and um, if you want to if you if you if, if you want to use color we um, we talk about the the sheng cycle and the sha cycle in in terms of the feng shui and the energy and we i didn't touch on the five elements actually in feng shui which are fire earth metal water and wood and so um, whenever I give a talk or a, a demonstration or I'm doing a workshop or I talk about these five elements and how they have to be in balance. Um, okay. So when you're when you come into a room, if you if you have a couple of the elements that are not within the cycle as in they're out of, out of the cycle you can it can create a an imbalance in the in the room so for example fire uh, fire shapes would be triangular um, and sharp pointed shapes um, and the colors will be orange and red and pink are the colors for fire and then earth is uh, earth is more um they're flat and, and, and long, uh, like a rectangular, but oblong, low items. And um, then we've got metal, which are round items, um, and silver and grey and gold, obviously metallic colours. So, and water is, is, is flowing uh, shapes. and um, Blue in color, and um, wood is long and tall shapes, um, and green in color. So, if we've got elements within the room that are out of balance, then we can we can quickly balance them by adding a color, adding a shape, in, in, in to to make them balanced within a room. It's really interesting because if you if you know what you're doing when you're setting something up or when you're, I don't know, redecorating or when you're 
out shopping and you do it with a purpose and you do it with a sort of a plan rather than ad hoc buying of just stuff. Yeah. I mean, clearly I don't know it to the degree you know it at all. And I really don't. And I've just written down what you've said about the colours and the shapes and things. It, It wouldn't be that hard to plan it, would it? No, no. And, and when I, when I moved into this house, uh, I was looking around for, um, for a while for houses and I found this one. I rent where I am and I found this house and um, I phoned up, I was before I had actually fully studied it. Um, I phoned up a friend and I said, look, I'm going to send you a picture. This is the coordinates. Look on Google Maps. Tell me if this is a good house in terms of feng shui. Told her the direction it was facing. And she came back to me and she said, yes, this, this looks good good uh, like a good house so I I was afraid I was the first person to see it I was afraid it would go and I and I um, and I signed on the dotted line and I got it um, but then after I got it I had a feng shui consultation with somebody who told me where to put everything told me where to put my sofa where, where where it should be in the room what color I needed to put on the wall what bed direction my bed needed to be facing what wall it is. I had a choice of two walls in my room. Which one should I choose? She told me which one to choose, uh, which one was, was the best for me. And so I, this was before I actually learned it myself. Yeah. So I, I did set this house up in terms of feng shui. It's interesting. It really, so it great. Yeah, my whole way through, I, you just made a really good definition for me. I mean, the house I'm in is rent. It's really interesting. We're both in property and we both rent houses, <laughs> as you do. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So, so you know, you whether we own the property or whether we rent the property, it actually doesn't make any difference. No, no, it's where you live. Yeah, it's where just you where live. you live. And, so some people will find restrictions with their in the rental property in terms of not being able to do anything with it, even as far as painting it. I've been lucky. I've got a a, a, a landlord who is happy for me to. He said, "I don't mind what you paint with as long as it's not outrageous." Yeah. So my my colours aren't outrageous, um, and so he's been okay with that. I know a lot of people who rent. Their landlords are absolutely they won't even let them put pictures up on the walls. I yeah. I am allowed to, um, so in terms of that, you know, you do you do you do lose certain freedom when you don't rent when you don't own. But I found a house that worked for me, and the energy in this house is really great. I love it. Although I did find out last year that I had a bad star formation at my front door. So, um, which was, which isn't good in terms of money coming in. It, it comes in and then it goes out as quickly as it comes in, which is about right. Um, so I need to change that actually. And, and that, that I can't change that in the house. I have to move. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. But um, when I, when that time comes, I will be, I, I will look for a place that's, you know, that's even the, the energy is even better and everything works and it's all good because we're coming into a new 10 year period. And so whatever house I find, I know I'll have many years of, of good energy and good luck and prosperity in that house when I find the right house. Okay. So but it's great now that I have the knowledge to do that. And I can, and this is where I can also help other people, you know, when they, yeah, they're, they're moving and they want to, especially, especially 
if you're moving on from something that didn't quite work. So if you're moving on from a broken marriage or a broken relationship and you want a fresh start, I think it's because it's I, I, that was me, you know, when I moved yeah. here, that was me. And I wanted to make sure that wherever I was, was, was right. You know, and at, yes. at the time, this house was right. I didn't know anything about the formation at the front of the house until a year ago, or not even a year ago, six months ago. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> that, could, that explains a lot. <laughs> you know, okay. So we, we had a very brief conversation before we started this call. So I'm just going to ask you to re- remember the conversation we had about what you were potentially going to do and just remember your bad star formation. Oh yeah, yes. <laughs> yes. See? Yes. Mm. Very, very true. Just remember star formation at the front yeah, door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so you know, in terms of helping people move on and find the right place for them, it's really yes. important because yes. what we don't want and what I didn't want, I moved from a house that caused me nothing but grief and the with neighbors and the police were involved and and it was like oh it was just and it was just didn't have a, a good energy at yeah. all and I, I took that house on with an ex-partner and and it didn't work out and and it just I want I needed to get out and so it was really important for me that wherever I chose that the energy was right for me for what I needed at yes. that particular time yeah I, I and, totally understand that. And, and, and that's really important. And, you know, I think, I think at the end of COVID, we're going to see um, a lot of shifts in how, pe- in, in how people live and, and interact and work and live yeah. together. Um, whether that means people start moving out and living apart or come closer together. But either way, I think people are going to have to learn more to work from home. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Learn more to interact better with each other if they are going to stay together. And if they're not and they want to move out and they want to find somewhere that works for them and is harmonious and balanced and will give them a good new start in their life. That's, they're, they're really three key things that we are now moving towards in, in this current time. And, and I really, truly believe that feng shui is going to come into its own in this new period. I really do, because I think we really all really need to see how we are working at home and, and, and to get the best, whether you're self-employed or working for an employer, we want to have that productivity we want to have success and especially you know if you're working from home for an employer you want to be able to show your employer that you are valuable to the company because I believe that we are going to see a lot of layoffs and redundancies and when the furlough scheme ends in October so a lot of people who may not be as productive at home through no fault of their own are at risk yeah i think that uh, yeah I, there's going to be a lot of changes and even yeah. now we're you know lockdown is sort of easing so people are being um, you wouldn't think there was a lockdown here in brighton 
<laughs> no, I noticed. I saw the pictures on the beach the other day. <laughs> I didn't think, blimey, that's good old Brits gone back to the coast. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I did, I, you know, even this, so people are working from home. The managers are managing the people working from home. The managers have never managed that before. The people working from home have never done that before. Some of no. them, not all of them, some of yeah, them. Yeah. They're now being... I actually did a very brief podcast on this yesterday. It was only six minutes about the consequences of what's going to happen with people now going back to an office environment. But of course you can't go back to an office environment currently as it was because of the social distancing that they're still requesting. You've got the guys going back onto um, building sites, but they're still supposed to be social distancing. I mean, how this is all going to work and you're going to get some people are back some people are still at home. Yeah. The, the, the consequences of all of this is going to be long-ranging. The whole dynamic of how yeah. we worked is changing. Yeah. So and, I, and, 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 and it's all environmental. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I absolutely totally agree with you. So my concept, you know, conscious leadership, what does that mean? And then you add that into what you feng shui and what you do. I mean, the the molding and the melding of this is so vitally important. And I truly do believe that if we can create the best environment, which is all what management and leadership is about, is about creating the environment that people want to be in and want to do well in. And then if we can enable them to to do both, you know, to want to be there and to do well, however we do that, whether it be through our management skills or our leadership skills or providing a, a thing, a, an environment that has been consciously designed and decided, yes. we give them the best result. Absolutely. For, a, for them, B, for the team, C, for the business, whether it's theirs or, you know, whether they're employed. The whole thing, if we consciously think about, I could get on a real high horse on this one, but if we consciously think about what we're doing and how we're doing it and where we are doing it and what that looks like and we get the energies flowing in the right direction for the best reasons, the results are going to be magical. Oh, absolutely. And it would be I so easy because we're in flow. Yes. That's the whole thing. We, we, we are at our best and our most productive when we are in flow. Yeah. And that's what it's all about. And yeah. I, feel, I feel it's the company's duty to help their employees. It's their responsibility to help their employees maximize their space or optimize their space so that they can deliver what they are paid to deliver. Yeah, I I agree. I agree one hundred percent. There's so much, so much we can do. So much more that can be done um, to enable people to be to operate in the best way they possibly can. You know, yeah. we don't we don't always. Both you and I have done this. We haven't always worked in an environment that we've truly wanted to be in. We yeah. haven't <laughs> always worked in an environment where we are in true flow, complete yeah. flow. And we've done it for the right reasons and we've done the best job you do in that place because we can all only do what we can do with what we know at the time. Yes. And even with that being said, if we're in an environment that is created in the best way it can be, that will enable us 
that'll enable us to be the best version of ourselves we can be, even if we're not totally in flow with what we're doing. Yes. If that makes sense. Total sense. Total sense to me. Yes. 100%. It's, it's really, uh, see, this is about connecting the dots and creating the links. Because exactly. it is never just one thing ever. No. You know, I go out and work with managers and leaders and, and they, they, they'll employ me to, I don't know, to deal with or to come in and train, I don't know, managing conflict for, as an example. And, and I'll go in and I'll do managing conflict, but it's never just managing conflict. It can't be just managing conflict. It has to be conflict and what conflict is, but all the bits that go around it. Yes. You know what's creating it? What's yeah. what's, the, what's in your what's in the yeah. environment that's that's fueling it? Yes, it's it's nothing. Nothing sits in isolation. No, it's one no. Of the, yeah, it's one of the biggest lessons I've been learning for I don't know how long, but a long time. Yeah, nothing sits in isolation. You can't just sheep dip something and it's all better. No, it doesn't work like that. No, definitely it doesn't not. work like that. No, no. This is this is this is fascinating. I love this. Um, I truly love it as well. As much as I'm working in a complete mess and my office looks like a bombs it because I was shifting stuff and I've got stuff under the stairs and stuff in a corner. You probably find when you clear your office space, you'll feel so much freer. Yeah. It, do you know what? It's interesting because um, I was sharing an office. I talk about you know working at home and being in an environment that you're not really normally in I shared an office and because of lockdown we were me and my business partner were in the same office more which we weren't normally we'd be in it differently different times okay but because we were then both in it I physically couldn't I couldn't work in that environment now I knew that intellectually I felt it intuitively so I moved and I'm fortunate enough to have a space to do it. I moved from the office that we shared to a, to a spare room, basically. Um, so I've moved things down. Now, it isn't as it, as it should be. I know that. But actually, I'm getting far more done. Even with it being a mess, I'm getting far more done because I don't have the other distractions and yeah. the, the energy feeling that wasn't working, just wasn't working. Yeah. So it's it's. Well, I, I'll leave you. I'll leave you then with a few tips for your office. Oh, go for it. You and viewers and listeners. Yeah, definitely. When you're setting up your office, um, always make sure that you have your wall behind you. You do not have. Yeah, I see that. <laughs> Brownie points for you, Julie. Yeah, um, thank you. That you do not have your back to the door. You should always be able to see the door from where you're sitting. And that's all to do with the security you feel and 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 um, and and being in the space. So you're you so you're you're not always you're not always thinking who's coming in the door. So you can mm. focus on what you're doing. Yeah. If you if you are in an office space where you have to have your office desk against the wall and your back to the door, put a mirror in front of you so you can see the door from where you're sitting. So you can always see when somebody's coming in the door. It's important, okay. you know, and also have a high back chair. So one of right. the director's chairs that comes up, that have a high back to your chair. So that gives you that sense of a wall instead of, you know, instead of open space. So there's a couple of tips there. Um, 
to your uh, look so you can see from here behind me is a bookcase yeah. that will actually be moving I'm rearranging my office once I can uh, once I can clear some of the linen from my service accommodation out <laughs> when, when the laundry starts working again um, and so there'll be a, a wall behind me a window is not good to have behind you but but this window is is to my right slightly so you yeah. it's not directly behind me so it's okay it's not ideal it would be yeah. better if it wasn't it, but it's okay because I have to face east. So I was yeah. limited to where I could sit in this room. Um, if you have a window behind you, it's again, it's not, it's got that lack of security. So ideally you need to keep the blind down, not the best if you want to be working during the day. So it's best not to have your back directly to a window. Um, so on your left-hand side, you should have um, a tall, ideally a tall case, bookcase, or or another wall, um, something solid and secure on this side, and on the right-hand side, something maybe half the size of a of a bookcase. I have a chest of drawers here, but anything you could put a plant there just to have something there on your right, or it could be a window or anything like that. Um, I've got my, my my doors on the right. That's fine. Yeah, because you can still see anybody coming in. That's okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then, of course, if you're if you're looking out on your office space, make sure it's clear. <laughs> yeah, mine isn't. <laughs> so there are just some a few little tips of your of for your to to set up your office space. That's fabulous. That's fabulous. Um, Karen, I've I found this fascinating absolutely fascinating and i'm i think all of the listeners will as well if the listeners well no not even if when the listeners want to get in touch with you how do they do that what's your contact details they can get in touch with me um at my email karen at your way to feng shui oh is that is that a two with a T O or a no? Two? It's a two. Yeah. Your way to fengshui.co.uk. Yep. They can reach me on uh, LinkedIn, Karen McNass. Yep. They can reach me on Facebook. Karen. Have you got a Facebook page? Um, my Facebook page is actually Mizar Feng Shui, which is M I Z A R. Yeah. Feng Shui. Okay. That will soon be changing to your way to Feng Shui. But I, I, for, for the moment, it's Mazar Feng Shui. So you're in the midst of a change? I am. Okay. So um, COVID, has, COVID has done quite a bit for me in terms of <laughs> changing and moving things around. Yeah, I, it has for me as well, I have to admit. Um, it's been a real... I know some people are not having it as good as others, but I think being at home and it's given a real opportunity to think and reflect and, you know, work on different things. And I've totally immersed myself in my learning and um, in, in terms of feng shui and mm. all the different things and ways I can help people. It's just been incredible. I, the, what I've been learning is just mind blowing. And um, yeah. it's 
on such a deeper level than just feng shui. And um, it's been it's been amazing, actually. I've, and I've really, really enjoyed that learning time. Yes, uh, you and me both. I mean, there'll be lots of coming on the page. So watch this space. Yeah, brilliant. Okie doke. So I'm going to say thank you very much. Thank you for your thank time you. today. Thank um, you so much yeah. for the opportunity. Oh, you're more than welcome. Thanks for listening to the Conscious Leadership Podcast. You can contact Julie on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, and hear me out. Please subscribe to her YouTube channel for how-to videos and more content. And please message Julie to have your questions answered. Until next time, remember, knowledge plus action with a plan creates magical results. See it, say it, write it, believe it, and achieve it.